Hello, everyone, and welcome back on into another episode of Betting the High Line, your go-to destination for all of your info on soccer picks, plays, and parlays for the beautiful game. I'm Thomas Viola, joined as always by Taylor Wilson here for the Book It Sports Network. Download the Book It app today, wherever your phone's app store may be. Taylor, how are you doing? We are back and ready for another EPL weekend after our Champions League mini pod. Carefree, wherever we may be, because we are the famous CFC. Killed my bet, but Chelsea gets the big win in midweek. Uh, killed the draw bet, so it's kind of that bittersweet moment, fan versus wallet, right? But uh, yeah, crazy midweek of games, and you were in celebration mode as well, Thomas Viola, with Everton taking down Liverpool, which I guess we touched on on that mini pod. But hey, keep celebrating, right? Exactly. The part the the party keeps going. It rolls on. <laughs> I am feeling great this week. Wasn't the best weekend of betting, but also wasn't the worst for me which I'll take especially because I'd been on a notorious cold streak, but I go two and two on my Champions League plays. Uh, We're recording this podcast on Thursday at noon, so all of the Europa Leagues have just kicked off, and I successfully have made no bets in any of them because I forgot that there were early morning games and missed the the afternoon window. But it's the second leg of the Europa League. I probably would have lost some money anyway. Although, of course, like the two teams that I did like were like Shakhtar and maybe AC Milan, but Shakhtar got the win. But hey, who cares? We're on to make some money on the Premier League this weekend coming up. And let's dive right into it, starting with the first game on the slate, Man City versus West Ham. City laying minus 420. West Ham plus... West Ham's 11-1 to to win this game, and the draw's plus 540. I think my biggest problem is I don't know if this is a game that City wins by two goals, so I'm hesitant to play that one and a half. This is going to be a no-touch for me. That's exactly right, Tom. I'm, I'm in the same frame of mind on that. 11-1 to 1 on a West Ham team that's in some of the best form in the league, one of the better teams that we've seen in the EPL this season. That is insane. I'm not recommending betting that because right now you can't bet against Man City in any form. I mean, you and I were both on the one and a half in midweek in the Champions League, which is usually where they do slip up. They didn't this time around. And I'm with you, though, here. Like, this is one of the better teams in England that they're playing tough to extend that goal spread number out to have them win by two. I don't really want to do that. Obviously you're getting no value in the money line play. Um, You know, I like what West Ham's doing, especially in the penalty area, right? Like they're one of these teams that plays well on both boxes of the field. I like the Jesse Lingard loan a lot. You go back to that Spurs game, you know, Spurs fans were talking about, Oh, we dominated the game, dominated the game, but West Ham did what they needed to do in the crucial moments. And that's what happened. So it wouldn't shock me to see this game at like one, one at some point in the second half, um, even with city's defense, I think it's a really interesting test for their back line here, but uh, yeah, I can't take it. I don't love a number on the total either, which is where I was immediately looking on this. Yeah. What if I can give you under three at even money? The score lines that we're thinking about on that are, uh, see, if, we th- if we're thinking about a City 2-0 no win, then we have to take City by a goal and a half. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's where I would go. I would go under because City's defense is so good. I think West Ham, if anything, West Ham scares me on that, though. I think West Ham could be a little bit of a kryptonite to maybe break in. and maybe, But even then, maybe it's like a 2-1. Maybe you get that push protection at three. That's probably the best play to, to be found here. Um, but I think I'm just staying completely away from this game. Uh, if anything, I might honestly sprinkle a tiny, tiny fraction. We're talking like $10 on 
at 11 to one line for West Ham because maybe mm-hmm. this is the game city slip That's up. That's not maybe. what I expected to hear. I like it. Hey, like, well, here's the like, thing. They again, have to. It, this streak is very, getting ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very minute play, but Man City has to lose at some point and they just are, they, they just are getting back from an, another midweek Champions League game. West Ham doesn't have to deal with that. Maybe. And again, I am talking like pizza money that you're putting down on this West Ham team. That That is all. But that I just feel like the number shouldn't quite be 11, maybe six to one. No. With I'm with West you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. I usually try to like find the adjusted value kind of on the other side, because if it's a huge number like that, that's bigger than it should be. It's, it's kind of a, you're throwing money down the toilet either way, but I will say this and you bring up a good point, 19 wins in a row for city. At some point, I don't care who you are. You can be mid two thousands, Barcelona. You're going to lose eventually, especially in this league, Tom. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we see these results all the time. So it's not terrible. Like you say, sprinkle, right? Tiny unit. We'll see if it comes through, I'm going to be pissed at myself. If I don't bet it West Brom <laughs> versus Brighton, Brighton at minus one Oh seven West Brom plus three ten, and the draw plus two forty five. This is a complete stay away for me. Brighton has been way too inconsistent to lay any amount of juice with them, especially on the road, even against. So West I have a, I have a question for you. Did you touch that Brighton Crystal Palace game in any shape or form? Mm-mm. Nor did I. And thank God. Looking at the expected goal stuff, Brighton two point zero six to Palace zero point two four. Those are the XGs on that game. Guess who won? Palace two to one. <laughs> I mean, if you bet Brighton in that game, oh my goodness! And that's kind of been the Brighton story all year. Like I know I've been a Brighton hater here, but a lot of their advanced numbers are very, very good. They're completely underperforming against expected goals, against expected points. They're 16th in the table, not out of safety by, not in safety by any stretch of the imagination from being relegated. They're very much in that mix, but they're better than a lot of those teams around them, I think. And they're certainly better than West Brom. I like this price. I'm going to take Bryden uh, minus 107. I can't believe I'm saying that. I don't think I've bet Bryden all year, but let's go fade West Brom. I mean, I'm always up for fading the baggies. That would be the play if I was going to go with it. I just, I don't feel great about this Brighton team and I could see this ending in a bad draw for them. But the flip side of that is they're hoping to bounce back after that Crystal Palace game. Leeds versus Aston Villa. Leeds at home plus 120. Villa plus 215 is the road dog and the draw at $2.60. What are you looking here? Because I personally am thinking that I'm going to take Leeds. Tell me your case, Tom, because I'm throwing my hands up. Your your thoughts on West Brom, Brighton are my thoughts here. I think this will be a fun game. I have no idea what side to take. I, I, I just like Leeds at home. You're getting a little bit of plus money. They've been a decent team. Villa's been okay, but they haven't been quite what they were, what we were looking at from them in the previous in the previous several games. They've been drawing a little bit more. And I think that these are two teams close in form, and I like the home side here. That's fair. I think it's a solid price. I, I'm staying away from this one. Um, you know, I kind of, I love to, to try a leads over when possible, but they, those are so like uh, Jekyll and Hyde also with them, you know, they could be in a six, two, they can be in a one nil. I'm staying completely away from this game. It's, it's certainly going to be interesting. I don't know if I'd qualify it as a best bet, but I don't hate the play overall. It's kind of like, again, the opposite. Your thoughts for Brighton are my thoughts for Leeds in this spot. Newcastle versus Wolves in a battle of terrible teams in terrible form. Newcastle plus 270 at home. The draw plus 225. And the Wolves, a road favorite at plus 114. Still without Jimenez. 
Newcastle just sucks. That's my biggest problem. I don't know. Do you want to take Wolves on the road, getting a little plus money? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm back on the fade Newcastle train. I have to disagree with you, Tom. Wolves not in terrible form anymore. The last few, they're they're kind of squeaking back into it. Now, the, the, the expected goals numbers for them, absolutely atrocious. Like you say, Jimenez still out. I have no idea what's going on with that injury. Again, it was a head injury in, I think, November. That's really concerning that there's not even like any word about him coming back here four months later on a head injury. Hopefully he's okay. That's that's some scary stuff. I, I um, heard that he yeah. was back at training. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> there yeah, we go. I think the, he's the news, I think he is getting you. closer. I think he is okay. getting closer. Well, that's great news. Um, and it's certainly great news for Wolves. And if you're trying to back them as well, they're actually in four in a row without a loss, Tom. So they are squeaking in. A lot of this is like clean sheet stuff. The defense is kind of back. Nuno ball is back a little bit. Um, they've had some of these weird kind of overperforming XG moments, the opposite of Brighton, going back to uh, that Leeds game, 0.86 expected goals to Leeds 2.67, and Wolves wins the game 1-0 with an own goal. <laughs> so make of that what you want. Sometimes this league is just completely bizarre. Sometimes this sport is just completely bizarre, and one moment can change everything. More than anything, though, I still, you know, you watch Wolves, it's not that exciting of a team. There aren't that many individual performers that really get the blood going. But this is all about fade Newcastle. I, You know, Newcastle is back into a complete dip. They're three points off from the drop in the Prem. I, I'm kind of considering, you know, I know I've, I've been dilly-daddling on this all year about taking Newcastle on a relegation ticket. Plus 140, I'd like a little bit more value, but that price might get even worse as it goes on, Tom. Yeah, that, uh, that, price, that, right now? that price isn't getting any better. I would have jumped on that a couple weeks ago. I think you missed the train. Yeah, I might have. I might have, but I, I don't know, man. I might just, I might put like a double unit or something on that and just keep riding a fade Newcastle for the rest of the year. Because again, we talk about this word identity. I have no idea who this Newcastle team is. You know, you don't know who their talent is. I don't think is. they, you don't I don't know think they, they know play. either. At, they least, no at, at least Fulham is starting to round into a form where they might be able to save themselves. Totally. Totally. I like, if just the eye test, you watch a Fulham game, you watch a Newcastle game, Fulham's more fun, man. Fulham, Fulham has more positivity. Yeah. They don't have, they're, they're not like crisp enough. They don't con- convert their chances, but they have but a they're lot creating of stuff. some. They're creating sure. some chances and you're seeing signs of life out of them. So let's go to that game right now because they're on the road this week at plus 128 is the favorite versus Crystal Palace plus 240 at home and the draw plus 215. All of our numbers, by the way, provided by DraftKings, mostly because they just offer a wider variety of betting options for soccer, which we really like. And they're, more available in more parts of the country that might be listening in on us right now. They do not pay us for this. Uh, they do not pay us to use their lines. We have no sponsorship affiliation whatsoever. Full disclosure. Um, I'm liking Fulham on the road. Palace is also a very bad team and Fulham is finally starting to pick up some wins. I think I like Fulham as well. The draw play increasingly. I'm like back. I go through these spells where it's like, Oh man, I, I love draw value. Um, it always calls out to me and Fulham is a big draw team. Palace is a pretty big draw team as well, but I do think Fulham is a better soccer team than Crystal Palace. Dare I say, I mean, I know that they might finish behind him in the table. Follow me on this math here. Fulham's a slightly better team, but they're on the road. They're both draw tend. They both tend towards the draw. I don't, I really do like going with the two fifteen here. Do we do we do that? I mean, I have I have Fulham plus one twenty eight down, but I wasn't that confident in it. You could talk me into the draw. I, I I mean, we never bet the draw, but I as Bruce says, you have a chance you have a chance to make some extra money on that, and some of these games gotta end in a tie. 
I mean, I bet the draw midweek in, in Atletico Chelsea and felt decent about it. Uh, but obviously, Olivier Giroud with his glorious mm-hmm. scissor kick crushed that. I'll take the draw. Let's do the draw. There we it's go. Good value. Leicester City versus Arsenal. Leicester plus 148, Arsenal plus 188, and the draw plus 240. Arsenal just squeaked out a win versus Benfica to move on in the Europa League. Leicester playing right now versus Red Star Belgrade. The draw plus 240. I'm all aboard Leicester here at home in King Power. Me as well. We are aligned, Tom, which means it's going to be a disaster for both of us. Arsenal Uh, 3-1 win. Lock it in. Yes, sir. So Arsenal... Like you say, you mentioned the Benfica games. They continue to be pretty impressive in the Europa League and pretty underwhelming in the EPL. Um, I, you know, in a bit of a slide again, 15th in the form table, looking at the last five games. Um, they looked good against Leeds recently, but part of that is, again, the Leeds, Jekyll and Hyde, the defense for them. Anyone's attack can occasionally look good against Leeds, and they won that game 4 2, Arsenal. Um, Earlier this year, looking at the Leicester games, they lost to this Leicester team in the Prem. They beat them in the League Cup. I I kind of do see this as a coin flip, just knowing what happens when Leicester goes up against other kind of so-called big six teams. But Leicester's good, and we have to keep trusting their starting 11. We can, you know, have the same conversation every week about a lack of depth. But when you put their best players out there, they can hang with pretty much anyone other than Man City. So I like Leicester. Really good price for one of the better teams in the league, plus 148. I mean, we are in complete agreement there. We'll see what ha- we'll, we'll see what happens in that game, but I think that Jamie Vardy is going to be able to do some damage against that against that Arsenal defense. Now, moving on, Spurs versus Burnley. Tottenham minus one eighty six at home, draw plus three hundred, and Burnley a plus six hundred flat underdog here. So my first thought on this was stay the hell away, do not touch this in any shape or form, and then I realized, wait, dude, let's go under. This is, this is Jose Mourinho. This is Sean Dyche. We know how Burnley plays. We know how Spurs has been playing. Um, now, I will say that they're coming off of a couple of really impressive games in the Europa League, but against a, a, a minnow in Austria, Wolfsburger. Not, that's not German Wolfsburg. That's Austrian Wolfsburger, Tom. Uh, and and it's, I, I will say it's going to be interesting to see what Mourinho does with the whole Deli Ali and, and uh, Gareth Bale situation because both of them were incredible in Europe, but we'll see. He might just keep them on the bench. I don't want either side of this. Uh, I don't like any of the spread numbers either. You could consider, if anything, I think one of those kind of, as I call them, the Dylan Esma special, right? The the Burnley plus 0.75 or plus a half goal, one of those zone plays. But I'm not taking that either. I think Spurs could handily win this game. I do think that under two and a half at even value is the kind of the smart move here. I wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't hit. This is not one of my favorite plays of the week. But considering the two styles of the managers, the teams, how they've been playing this season – I would have expected that to be like a minus 130, minus 140 number at under two and a half. So getting that even, it's a value play more than anything because I think it's a likely scenario. Under two and a half goals plus 100. Now that game I'm not really intent or keen on watching, but the one after that on the slate, definitely game of the week here. Chelsea versus Manchester United. Chelsea plus 123 at home. They're unbeaten. And is it nine now or eight under Thomas Tuchel? I, I'd have to do the math, but both of those sound correct. Uh, I, it, I will it's, say, that, it's, yeah. I know it's one or the other. I'm not sure if they've had one additional game since I saw that stat. I don't think so, but I know it's at least eight. Manchester United plus 245 and the draw plus 225. What do you think here? 
Tuchel ball, baby. Chelsea coming off arguably their biggest win in four years, five years. This is a massive week for this club. And, you know, I've come on this show and and, and crushed how the team has been organized uh, in terms of the front office, in terms of the ownership, in terms of not giving Frank Lampard a fair shot. But you have to give Thomas Tuchel credit. He has this team gearing right now. Disappointing draw in the Prem over the weekend against Southampton. They dominated that game. Really should have won it. Drew it 1-1. I'm looking at this, though, as I look at all of these kind of big six V big six clashes. And I think you probably know where I'm going with this United. Yep. So they score a lot of goals. In fact, they sc- they've scored the most goals in the league this year at 53. They've scored more goals than the blue half of Manchester. But if you look closer, you know, they scored nine against Southampton. They scored six against Leeds. And again, they scored three in each of the games against your boys, Everton. Uh, they scored three against Sheffield United. That accounts for like half of them in those five, six games. And if you actually extrapolate the games against big six teams, nil-nil against Chelsea earlier this season, nil-nil against City, nil-nil against Liverpool, nil-nil and a one-nil loss against Arsenal. So that's zero goals scored in all of those games that I just mentioned. A lot of their scoring, a lot of this open play attacking stuff, a lot of the Bruno Fernandez stepping up, Paul Pogba having his best games happens against the back half of the table. And I don't think either one of these managers, similar to the first time that we saw Chelsea and United play this season, are going to completely open this thing up and, and give us a, a hugely entertaining game. So I'm going another under, under two and a half goals, minus 112. Uh, I don't know exactly which way that's going to go. No side of this would shock me. United's coming off of a Thursday to Sunday turnaround from Europa League, Chelsea, but Tuesday to Sunday, but they're resting everyone, right? Yeah, they're they're up four nil in that in the in that Europa League draw. They're at Old Trafford. They're gonna play the kids. Yeah, and that's a great point. And and you know, if anything, it's actually harder for Chelsea because they're coming back from Romania in, like I said, probably the biggest game, biggest fixture they've had this season. One that was circled on the calendar. And you know, it wouldn't shock me if you want to take a United side on the argument that this is kind of a letdown situation for Chelsea emotionally. I totally understand that. Um, I'm just not taking either side on this. I'm going under two and a half. First off, I love the under two and a half. This could easily be a zero zero draw, but I also do love the fact that Manchester United is getting plus two forty five. I yeah. also could be tempted to play the draw here. I think this game does end tied, and that that's where I'm probably going to lean. I don't think either side is quite that much better than the other to where they're going to come out of this one and someone's going to try and push for the win. Do you try to fire an exacta here, Tom, or no? No, because this game could end 0 0 or could. I, I, I'm going to, I think I'm going to stick with the plus 225 draw. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's great value. I, I, I have absolutely no issue with that. I actually think the worst of the three way money line is, is probably to take Chelsea, right? I mean, you're getting the worst value. And yeah. like I said, there's the letdown and everything. I also am not entirely sure. There's going to be a little bit of squad rotation here. I know that sounds insane considering it's Manchester United and Chelsea's playing for the top four, and this is a huge game. But Chelsea has Liverpool on the following Thursday. They have, like, Leeds, I think, after that. This is a really tough stretch of games coming up for Chelsea. And then eventually after that, in a few weeks, they have the second leg against Atletico Madrid. So Tuchel and Chelsea already is a team that rotates a lot and has this kind of second unit ready to go. I wouldn't be shocked to see Ben Chilwell come back in for Marcos Alonso. I wouldn't be shocked to see Kurt Zuma come back into the team. Uh, and maybe even, you know, Christian Pulisic has basically fallen out of the starting 11 for this team, mainly Mostly because of injury. injury. Yeah, mainly because of injury, but he's he at least ostensibly is back healthy, came in uh, at the end of Chelsea's last game. He could start this as well. That would be interesting to see. So I don't exactly know what the 11 is going to be for Chelsea. 
Um, but either way, I think both managers are going to be pretty content to play for a draw, like you say, and that fits in nicely with an under two and a half as well. Sheffield United versus Liverpool revenge game here for Liverpool. They of course did lose to the blades earlier plus six fifty for Sheffield at home, Liverpool minus two fifty, and the draw plus four ten. What so can you even pull out of this game? The voodoo, the voodoo would say that there's no way that Sheffield United does anything again against Liverpool. And yet, Tom, and yet the situation with Liverpool right now is, is really problematic. And I say that even for a team that might make the quarterfinals of the Champions League because they played pretty well in that first leg against Leipzig, uh, much, I think, to break both of our hearts uh, on, mm-hmm. on the gambling side. But defensively so they had pushed Jordan Henderson who's not a center back into center back and naturally playing center back he got hurt and is now going to be out for four to six weeks I mean that's Liverpool's season in a nutshell like they're on their 18th different center back pairing (laughs) oh my god yep it's insane I mean that that what you just said describes Liverpool's season now I know there there have been other problems like those front three guys are not the same dominant force that they used to be although Salah might win the golden boot low-key Tiago hasn't been maybe the midfielder that they'd hoped he would be. There's all these kind of domino effect theories, whatever you want to say. Um, also a tragic situation. Allison's dad died yesterday, yeah. uh, which is terrible. Um, I assume he's not going to be playing this game. I, I have no idea on that, but um, I just Liverpool's in really bad form <laughs> Yeah, and they're 19th in the form table. Now granted Sheffield United is 18th. So make of that what you will. I don't really need to touch this game, Tom, but if I did, I might take like a Sheffield United plus a goal and a quarter uh, at minus 105 uh, just to, to see what happens there. Plus 650 is a very intriguing number. You know, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to take it, but um, we're betting a lot of, of dogs. A, yeah, I know. <laughs> some sort of a fade Liverpool play here is logical enough for me. So probably that goal and a quarter. Close to even, see what happens. It wouldn't totally shock me to see Liverpool kind of get back into into form here, especially after. I mean, we, we kind of know what this roller coaster is in the Prem, where they lose that your Everton boys for the first time in 21 years or whatever it was, 22 years, 20, and now they could come back and and win four nil, and suddenly like hot take culture is like, oh my gosh, like Liverpool is back. I don't really expect that'll happen, but who knows? I think um, they, I, I, yeah. I, I think they bounce back here, but I couldn't see them only winning this game by a goal. I think they pick up the three points, but I don't hate the one and a quarter play. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm going to go. Um, if you were, so for anyone who's like, Oh, I actually really think Liverpool is going to bounce back. Is there any number you think they could take to, to represent that? Like you say, if it's going to be close, then no. Um, it, if you believe in Liverpool more than I do, then I say take them minus the one and a half. You're getting plus one twelve. If you believe in Liverpool, yeah, I yeah, I don't I, see I, them winning this game by two goals, but it is also Sheffield who are buns. Let's let's just buns. be matter of fact there. Sheffield are buns, <laughs> and yeah. so Liverpool though the problem is have also been buns. Correct. But if you if you are one of those people that truly believes that there's no way that Jurgen Klopp lets this side have another poor performance, take the one and a half. Right. Well, so this is the betting the high line motto. Remember, you don't have to bet every game. So this exactly. might be an example of, of just don't touch it. Exactly. I'm perfectly content to let this one play out and see what happens. 
That's just my thoughts, though. One more game on the docket for the weekend. This is the Monday game, some Monday morning football. Everton plus 118, Southampton plus 230, and the draw 250. This game at Goodison. I'll let you go first here, because the number one rule of this show, we all know. <laughs> Don't bet Everton. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I so to, to kind of really go in line with that and to just do a full troll Thomas Viola play, Southampton plus 230 would be very funny. Um, I, I don't <clears throat> Everton going out and getting that win against Liverpool and then losing to the worst form team in the league right now, Southampton. Oh, that's peak, peak yeah. Everton. Um, it would check out now. Southampton, what I don't like about them, and again, I have two Southampton futures tickets that have completely just been incinerated. Uh there, so I'm okay when a team has kind of like weird attacking stuff and maybe is like creating chances and not scoring goals because I trust that stuff will come through. I don't like it when a team's defense completely falls apart. And that's what's happened with Southampton. Um, you know, they, they were at one point, like two or three months into the season, they were in third in the table. They're now not far off of a relegation spot. I don't think they'll get relegated, but they're moving further and further closer to that. They did get the draw against Chelsea, should not have, got completely outplayed, and then lost 3-0 to Leeds uh, here in this midweek. I don't think I can actually take Southampton. It would be peak <laughs> Everton. Um, I will say, though, what do, you, what do you think about an over 2.5 at minus 103? I like the over 2.5 because I think that, I think both teams can score in this game. It's not my favorite play, though. My favorite play is taking Everton. Plus 118. They're at home. Yes, it would be peak Everton for them to lose this game, but I don't think that happens. And I know that I'm breaking the cardinal sin of the show, which is never bet Everton games because they always end up being wacky and wild and do the opposite of what you think is going to happen. But I think this is one of those spots where you can start believing them a little bit. That being said, they're totally going to lose this game. Famous last words. Famous last they're words. Totally losing this game. But I'm, I'm – I, uh, my fit I, I don't hate the over three or the over two and a half, but I like Everton as a side more. Okay. I mean, look, it's a good price for a team that's just better than the team they're playing, right? Like it's plus yeah. money on it. Like the logic would everything logic, everything on paper says what you just said is absolutely but, correct. But it's Everton. You have to throw all of that out. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why I think an over I think the over gives some protections on a little bit more flexibility on like what could happen in this game. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll find out, but I, that is the last, that is that, as you say, Monday morning football. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, if Everton does win this game though, I think it tells us a little bit about maybe them being a, a legitimate top four contender. We'll see. I'm not going to curse. They need that, to but. win this game. If they're going to contend, they need to win this game. The, it's not the Liverpool games that you need to go out and win. It is these games. These are the games against the teams that you have to handle in order to compete for the top four. So yeah. the importance of it is going to be big. All right, let's shift over. That's going to do it for the Premier League, but we've got plenty of time left because we've been blazing through these games. We've got some Bundesliga action to talk about as well, and you've got a couple foreign league plays. But first, let's head over to the Bundesliga. Dortmund versus Armenia Bielfield. Bielfield. I, I got nothing. Just Dortmund cool. minus 530. Bielfield plus uh, – Bielfield's 14 to 1. Um, 14 to one. I didn't even realize that. Wow. 14 to one. This is a team that drew with Bayern Munich last week. Yeah. That being said, while Dortmund hasn't been in great form domestically, they did finally come alive. Erling Holland exploding for two goals and an assist in the champions league over the weekend 
or over the midweek last week. I, there's no value on the side, but give me give me the total. Give me three and a uh, three and three point seven five goals. The Asian handicap, that extra quarter ball. That's that's where I'm going in this one. It's going to give you a lot of value as I try to just spit it out there. Plus one thirty eight. That that's my play in this game. So we're aligned in the in the sense that we want it over. I, I'm just going a little bit more conservative with the clean over three and a half at plus one oh eight. I immediately one of the first like non-prems. I went through and did the prem stuff. One of the first non-prem moves. I was like, who is Dortmund playing, and what can we do on Borussia Dortmund because. Look, this has been I this has been something of a theme on the show of like what kind of form is Dortmund in? What do we do with Dortmund? I can't. Did you have a Dortmund uh, Champions League ticket a while ago, or did you never place it? I do. I do have a Dortmund do. Champions League ticket. So that's great because because you and I then were like, oh, we're actually out on Dortmund now, and we're gonna yeah, they were Sevilla terrible run. And man, did Holland look bad? Like Holland suddenly, like the narrative this week was Mbappe and Holland are the new Messi and Ronaldo, right? That yeah. was like all week. That's what we've been hearing. And honestly, watching those games, fair enough. Like Holland was unbelievable. And that Jaden Sancho was great. Um, uh, Mo Dahoud. Awesome. Like all these players are back in form. And when Dortmund is clicking, when that chemistry is going in an attacking sense, I still think they have some problems defensively, but going forward, ooh. That is a fun team to watch. And uh, I, you know, that's why I'm doing the over here because I think Dortmund will get most of this on their own. But like you say, Armenia, 3-3 against Bayern just a week ago. They're a little bit frisky against some of these big boys, especially for a newly promoted team. So no value either on a Dortmund side. I was like, oh, let's do Dortmund minus a goal and a half. It's minus 177. So you yeah, can't you're do not that. playing that. Um, so might as well go over three and a half plus 108. You're doing 3.75 at like what, 130, something like that? Yeah. So, but I think both plays are sensible. We'll see what happens. We will. Now, talk us through your next uh, play, Bees. You've got something else here across the pond. Going back to Scotland uh, and back to Hibernian, a team that I've plugged on this show before. I do think that the Scottish numbers, not, not, not numbers involving Rangers and Celtic. Those are always um, just prohibitive favorite games where you, you honestly can't touch them in any way unless you're doing a total. But the, the Scottish mid-table, Tom, has some really interesting stuff. Hibernian, red hot, four wins in a row, exciting team. Motherwell, fourth from the bottom in a real relegation fight. They've only won one of their last five, and you can get Hibs minus 134. I know that's not a Tom play. You don't like laying that kind of money, but I just think that's a perfect – Hibs is a much, much better team really solid value as far as I'm concerned, as far as how I bet. So I'm going hips minus 134 over Motherwell. Well, this, is, this is the other really big thing about lower leagues and kind of less popular leagues. Books don't know that much about them either. So if you can be an expert in like the Scottish league or the championship or Norwegian soccer, you can make some money and find some numbers and angles that are really, really great. And they're not going to get hammered. You might be the only person playing that game wherever you lay that money this week. That's just the reality of this, which means I'm totally for it. Minus 134 on a value when you say this team is this much better. I'm following that for sure. Let's go, baby. SPL, SPL. Uh, yes. I, again, you have to be careful in these leagues. It's a good point. You have to be careful to stay away. And I found this out in a, a terrible way with PSG a few weeks ago where I took them to win uh, – 
I can't remember if it was a, a two or a two and a half goal line and they lost out. Right. So don't the big boys, like the, the prices aren't there anyway, and they can still slip up. But the, I think the mid table, especially is where you're going to find that value. I've got a quick three pack for you in the Bundesliga here. Let's go. Frankfurt m- minus 119 over Bremen. Wolfsburg minus 135 at home to Hertha. And Union plus 143 at home to Hoffenheim, who just lost and is bounced out of the Europa League by Mold. You lost to a team called Mold. <laughs> are you tying them together? No. Just okay. Those are three. Yeah. Those are three. Those are three games there that I got for you real quick. Just I like, like a, a little, I'll, yeah, yeah. Just I was going to say the third the one. If it's a parlay, the third one might scare me. Um, mm-hmm. But but keeping those separate, those are interesting. I'll, I'll back you at least on those first two. I don't know about the last one, but we the last see. one's where you're going to make some serious money there. Right. But we will see about that. Do you have any other plays? That's what I got. I'm done. All right. We have blazed through this, but it's time to go over our best bets. My record right now, 7-10 and 10 for minus 2.67 units. We've had a little bit of a cold streak, but I think we're starting to warm up and bounce back here. Um, would you like first crack? I will take first crack if you're offering it, and I will go uh, to that Chelsea-Manchester United game, and I'm going to go the under 2.5 at minus 112. I like both teams coming off of European games. As we say, United won't be playing many starters this week, but – you know, we've seen these big six v big six games go under way more often than not. People still seem scared to bet the under in these for some reason. I'm surprised I can get that good of a price under two and a half minus 112. I'm going to follow you on that. That's not one of my best bets, obviously, because we're trying not to double up on our games, but I definitely like that one a lot. I'm going to take Leicester plus 148 as my best bet. I think they're going to beat Arsenal, uh, especially at home in King Power, and they are not one of those teams that has the luxury of some of these other sides in the top in the top four race of playing these games out to a draw. These are the games that they need to win if they want to stay up in that top four conversation. Give me Leicester plus one forty eight. All right. Well, we are both aligned on that as well. I'll keep it out of the best bets. Uh, it's looking like I'm going to be totals only for best bets. We'll see. Going to. That Monday game, Everton and Southampton, over two and a half goals, minus 103. I think Southampton's defense is bad enough. In fact, it's the second worst in the league at this point. Everton, we know they can put up goals a little bit inconsistently, but we know they can put them up. Over two and a half, minus 103, Everton, Southampton. I feel a lot better about that if DCL was going to be playing. I think he's still out for a little longer. Um, I'll actually have to double check that. He might be making his return. Yeah, because he did play a little bit during the Liverpool game. He might be back. We will see about that. So we will see about that. But uh, while, while I look up that information, I will also say Everton plus 118 is my other best bet because I'm, st- I'm sticking with that game and I'm backing my boys here and breaking our Cardinal rule. All right. I cannot wait to watch that game and see what happens. <laughs> My final best bet, and uh, I hope I'm not stealing your final best bet. We can change if needed. Uh, Go into that German game. Dortmund and Armenia, over three and a half goals, plus 108. Like I said, I wanted to take Dortmund. This is a way to take Dortmund without taking Dortmund. You get the over. You're assuming that this Dortmund attacking form is back and they're going to score goals. And Armenia can score goals as well. So, hey, a 3-1 Dortmund win gets it done here. 3-2 could happen. All those get it done. Over three and a half goals, plus 108. I'm going to stay with the same game, stay with the same total, but I'll go, I'll, I'll up you a little bit. I'll up the ante to the 3.75. 
plus 138. That's going to be my final best bet. So we both really like that over in that game, which means it's finishing 0-0. Exactly. By the way, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Salati has confirmed is fit and will play versus Southampton. There we go. So join, liking join that the even overtime. better. Yep. I will be taking that over as well, but Everton's going to be my boys to back there. Guys, this has been another episode of Betting the High Line with Tom Viola and Taylor Wilson. Let us know what you think. Let us know what your plays are for the week. What were your bad beats and your great plays over the last week of Champions League action and more? Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at TV at work. Taylor is at ATLTWill with one L. And you can find us both on the Book It Sports app as well. We give out all of our plays from the show on there. I'm TV at work as well. And T Willie over here is at T Will with one L. Download the Book It Sports app today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope to see you next time. Best of luck this week.